Game on the line, you can bet we take them. Go black and gold, black and gold. Don't stop, boy. We trying to win the Super Bowl. We rock and roll, rock and roll. Touchdown, go Saints. We gonna do it some more. We rock and roll, rock and roll. Touchdown, go Saints. Now nah, give me some more. Now nah, who that? Who Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, and I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints week six matchup versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, thank you to everybody that's following in. I ask that those that are following in, please hit the like button if you're new. Just go ahead and hit that subscription button. Uh, we're about two subscribers away. Last time I checked from 9,000 subscribers. That's right. We are two subscribers away. We are at 8,998 subscribers as of right now. So if you're new to the channel, uh, you have opportunity to be number 9,000 if you hit that subscribe button, you know, if you're, you know, the second person. Okay. So let's go ahead and get to 9,000, get that out of the way. But Let's go ahead and talk about this week six matchup. Well, let me rewind it. Let me rewind it. I got I to gotta say this. I got to say this first. I forgot. Okay, so um, little church announcement. Uh, I will not be doing a halftime show on today. I won't be doing a halftime show on today. I'm actually uh, on my way to take Paxton. Uh, him and my wife uh, were taking Paxton to uh, the pumpkin patch. All right, so we won't be uh, doing a halftime show, but we will be. Uh, there for the post game show yes i will be watching the game at the pumpkin patch i mean my wife she's just gonna have to understand it <laughs> but i will be knowing what's going on so we'll be back for the post game show uh but there will not be a halftime show due to the fact that I'm, I'm bringing them there but let's go ahead and talk about uh the saints versus the cincinnati Bengals. uh i did the prediction um i did the prediction show uh yeah this is gonna be a tough game for the new orleans saints uh if you look at all the injuries that uh, they have there would be no Marshawn Lattimore there would be no Michael Thomas there would be no Jarvis Landry there would be no Chris Olave I mean this this team has been absolutely decimated with injuries it's just unbelievable how many injuries to key players that the Saints have usually like you'll have at least one or two guys you know that you can you know start and maybe you'll lose one for a couple weeks but I have never seen a team just lose so many starters like 
I, I'm just wondering to myself, like, what kind of practices are they doing? Like, I mean, what kind of <laughs> what kind of uh, stuff going on with the strength and conditioning? I really don't know. I guess sometimes you just snake bitten, and for the second consecutive year, the Saints are snake bitten. But honestly, you can even be real. The Saints were snake bitten, you know, about four seasons. Like if you count the fact that Drew Brees was out for a couple games for two uh, seasons in a row before he retired, and then you had all the things that were going on last year, and now they're continuing to, uh, you know, rear their ugly head this year. It's just frustrating, man. It's frustrating to know that you have a very talented team and you know they're, they're trying to find ways to try to get it together to try to utilize all the talent that they have and then they turn around and just get injured i mean it's just unbelievable man i understand that you know it's just a matter of getting hurt it's not when you know i mean it's not if you get hurt you know people like cam jordan are kind of like outliers like it, it just comes a time when guys uh, are just going to get hurt but man the saints definitely desperately need uh, guys to be able to step up today in order for them to win a game versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I have a lot of respect for the Cincinnati Bengals, just like many of you. Uh, you know, we all we all cheer for Joe Burrow's success. We all cheer for Jamar Chase's success. Guys like Von Bell, Trey Hendrickson, we all cheer for their level of success. But this is going to be a tough game for the New Orleans Saints to win, but it is a winnable game. I understand that the Cincinnati Bengals have uh been to the super bowl they would have run up in in last year's super bowl i understand the talent that they possess when it comes to these wide receivers but it's not to a point where the saints just can't beat the cincinnati Bengals. the cincinnati Bengals are two and three just like the new orleans saints and it has a lot to do with the fact that they are not the hunter anymore they are the hunted and when you show up on the marquee at the super bowl you get everybody's best shot because now everybody is comparing themselves to you you are the standard so a lot of the times now what you see when it comes to these teams is you know you're wondering like man what what happened from last year to this year it's just the fact that everybody's on high alert you know how it is man if you were uh you know a saints fan in the 90s or a Bengal fan in the 2010s or whatever you know that when they see your team on the schedule, they're like, ah, oh, man, it ain't going to beat nothing. But now everybody wants to beat the Cincinnati Bengals because they were the AFC champions last year. And this is, once again, a winnable game. What the Saints are going to have to do is they're going to have to uh, establish the run and they're going to have to come up with creative ways to get guys open. This is going to be one of those burn the midnight oil type games for Pete Carmichael to really see if he actually has a, a plan in place because you're not going into the game with guys with a certain skill set that can be able to get you out of situations. What you have in the wide receiver position is a bunch of guys that's fundamentally sound, that can do some things, but you have to be able to uh, scheme them open. And you're also going to have to establish the run. And I do understand that the Cincinnati Bengals are a top five team when it comes to stopping the run. That is that is a fact, okay? So last week, where the Saints ran the ball 48 times for over 230 yards, you're going to have to replicate something like that, uh, you know, uh, you know, and, and we're going to see if that was, you know, a team turning a corner or is this a team that, you know, that just played against a bad defense. We're going to figure things out. We're going to see um, if this team is legit when it comes to the run. But even if the run isn't being as successful as some of those other games, I still say you need to run the football because it's going to set up the play action. It's going to open up open lanes for some of these receivers to make catches. 
and, and we'll see. And I'm also interested to see a guy like Rashid Shaheed, you know, a guy that's coming off the practice squad. He got signed to the active roster. Uh, he's a kick returner. We know about all the records he set, uh, NCAA records that he set at Weber State. So it'd be interesting to see what he can actually do in the return game, maybe give the return game a spark. Uh, also, the Saints are going to have to hold on to the football. All right. Every single week, it seems like somebody putting the ball on the ground and it, it's stopping the momentum. Last week, the Saints had some momentum. It didn't cost him the game, but then Alvin Kamara fumbled. You know, you got to be able to hold on to the football because you're very limited. So all the mistakes that you're going to make today can possibly cost you the game. And you also want to make sure that the crowd stays involved in the game. Last week versus the Seattle Seahawks, the crowd was into the game from start to finish, and it really helped the Saints towards the end. Uh, there was a false start penalty that was called on the Seahawks, and that had everything to do with the volume level of the Superdome. So you don't want to take the team out of the game by starting late. You want to be able to put up points and be able to sustain drives throughout all four quarters of the game. So that way people won't be all disinterested talking about their families, talking about their life, talking about all the things they got to do tomorrow. You want them to be fully involved uh, in this game. Uh, you got to be able to get pressure on Joe Burrow without blitzing. Okay, I think that you can do that. Okay, the, the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals has improved, but it's not to a point where you can't get pressure on them because Joe Burrow holds on to the ball for a long time. Okay, he's not one of those guys who, you know, just tries to, you know, get the ball out of his hand because he understands the limitations of his offensive line like a Tom Brady or in the last couple of weeks when Andy Dalton's been doing. You know, you got to be able to get the ball out of your hands and be able to help your offensive line. Uh, they're when ranked in the top three when it comes to sacks allowed. So Joe Burrow, what he does is kind of something similar to what Jameis is doing. Jameis uh, trusts his wide receivers. Joe Burrow trusts his wide receivers, and he tries to buy enough time in order for them to be able to make those big plays. So the Saints have got to be careful not to blitz this guy and try to rush forward. I'm going to say it, and I'm, I'm going to say it again. All right, I feel like they need to play this game similar to how they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers has all those receivers and all that talent that can that can pass catch. And the Saints kind of just, you know, leave them on the island a little bit. You know, like maybe you need to kind of change up a little bit to account for Jamar Chase if you don't have somebody that can be able to keep up with him. But I don't think that you need to be blitzing Joe Burrow. But hey, we'll see. All right. That's how I feel like the game is going to go. That's why I feel like the keys to victory. Uh, I still feel like uh, the New Orleans Saints can win this football game. Uh, and, you know, honestly, if the Saints do win this football game, you have to like kind of chunk this up to like, you know, say maybe some good luck or some good favor or something like that, because I understand what Dennis Allen is trying to do. Uh, it's kind of frustrating as a fan because you want to see those guys out there. But it seems like he's not trying to pressure guys to go out there because he feels like he'll need them down the stretch if the Saints are going to go on a run. But man, you got to be able to win games like this. Uh, you got a big game coming up on Thursday. So hopefully some of the guys that don't play on Sunday We'll be able to play on Thursday. So that actually gives them a couple of days to be able to get fresh. And probably some of the things that Arizona are dealing with when it comes to injuries, the guys getting nicked up in this game, the Saints will be able to have battle of attrition on their hand. They'll have better favor with that because you have some guys that set out this game and be able to play on Thursday. But we'll see. But that's what I feel like the game is going to go. I'll go ahead and read some of your comments. Uh, not going to be a long show, folks, because like I said, I'm on my way to uh, – to the pumpkin patch to uh, bring Paxton. So 
uh we're gonna take a few comments few questions and then we'll just go ahead and get up out of here and uh enjoy the game let's see roger thank you very much for two dollars says what do you think about them bringing in jake funk uh i think that's a good um i think that's a good practice squad body you know he has a good size he has good speed you know um i haven't really heard that much about him since he's uh been in college but uh you know he's he's a solid guy you know say so he got some speed on him he can also catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit so i can understand like um you know i can understand why they got him and also he can contribute uh on special teams if somebody wants to go down so he, he has like the same similar skill set of that of a tony jones jr kind of the same upside and so he, he's kind of the replacement uh you know for that and as far as uh josh howard josh howard is kind of similar to that of a latavius murray or even the running style of a mark ingram so it does make sense that both of those guys end up being on the practice squad uh i'm gonna stroll back up a little bit uh tj the last saint was calling you out bro i don't care i mean what what does that benefit me <laughs> that don't benefit me at all it been it it benefits him not me you know and i already said it you know i told you know i said on the last show i'm not i'm not here for all that man i'm here to talk about saints football uh all that other stuff like it's just just pointless man i'm a grown man right <laughs> i'm a grown man with a wife and kids and a house with bills what i look like beefing with a guy who's a kid you know so i wish him all the success man but that ain't the way to do it because it don't bother me i remember what the baltimore ravens defense went through last year vividly uh let's see aaron uh we get your point let's try a little positivity brother <laughs> i'm not looking past them uh but we both are two and three a few less turnovers and we'll be three and two if hot four and one since not looking like the same since from last year yeah, it's because everybody see him coming. Like, it's, it's different. Like I said, there's a difference between being the hunter and the hunted, right? When everybody, like, looking at you and they're measuring themselves up against you, you're going to get everybody's best shot. So that's what they're receiving right now, and that's the reason why there's a difference um, between, you know, last year and this year. Uh, if we do lose, uh, still rep. Well, I don't think it's going to affect anything. I mean, if the Saints are still like if the Saints are competitive in this game based on like all the injuries and all the things they sustain, I mean, that that will say a lot about this team. I feel like this game right here can can kind of help us bring make steps, you know, like towards to see what we actually are. Because if you can get something out of a team like this and not get blew out based on all the limitations that you have. You know, it's it will tell us a lot about Dennis Allen getting these guys prepared. Uh, Lattimore is out. That's pretty obvious. I mean, you can kind of tell like how the week going based on who practiced, who didn't, who gonna be in the game. Yeah, who who is gonna be in the game, who not gonna be in the game. You know, that's when uh you, you'll know. Uh, so I mean, Chris Olave not being in the game today not a surprise at all, and I'm kind of happy. Uh. I'm kind of happy that uh you know he not playing because we don't need him you know this guy's the future of the franchise the landlord uh thank you very much for two dollars says my guy honest prediction the saints 442 and the Bengals six uh, <laughs> so you think it's gonna go like that huh 
Nah, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Man, get your ass off that stage. <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that. Uh, I think it's still be an interesting game. Hopefully, it's, you know, hopefully it can, the Saints can uh, weather the storm and make it interesting. Uh, we finna smash at home. Who that? What apps do y'all be watching the game live? Uh, somebody help them out with that one. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Uh, think positive. Who that nation? Who that? Let's go, Saints. You might be amazed. We will get a big dose of Kevin White. <laughs> right on, yeah, on special teams. Uh, good morning, who that's? Uh, I remember what the Baltimore Ravens defense went through last year vividly. Uh, Aaron, uh, we get your point. Oh, yeah, I think I already read that one. I'm going to stroll down a little bit. TJ, my two-lane greenways are six and one. Well, that's good, man. I'm happy for the two-lane greenways. Uh, LSU got the victory uh, on yesterday, too. You know, that was a good game. Uh, you know, let's see if the Saints can, uh, you know, keep that happiness going this weekend. You know, shouts out to my Jackson State Tigers, 6-0 and for the first time since 1983. That's right, man. We still undefeated. The only undefeated team in the swag. And they have won 13 conference games in a row. So shouts out to the Jackson State Tigers and, you know, keep that momentum going, man. Uh, defense definitely will have to ball out today. Hopefully we have Marcus May. Yeah, Marcus May is going to play. I'll be shocked if he don't. Uh, dang, there are some people in this chat who think the Saints are going to get smashed. I don't believe that who that nation Saints win, but I'm not predicting the score. Be positive. Yeah, I mean, look, I just think that people look at what this team actually has and, you know, compared to what they they were supposed to have. And you look at the Cincinnati Bengals. But I think I think a lot of people are looking at the Cincinnati Bengals like they did last year, you know, but this this is not the same Cincinnati Bengals team. And I also just feel like. You know, they when they come to town now, they are the standard. Like, it's different. Like, it is different. I don't care how bad your team is. I don't care what you're lacking. When you have a team that comes in that almost represents a standard, like, it, you you get the best out of those players. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'll be shocked if the Saints get blew out in this game. I would be shocked. Number one, because the Saints really just don't get blew out. I can't remember. I think the last time I can remember the Saints just truly getting blown out. Now, are we talking about just wiped off the field? Um, probably would be like the Philadelphia Eagles game last year. But they always competitive in games. Like, it would be shocking to me. It would be absolutely shocking to me. And also, like I said, that would this game will tell a lot about the preparation and the coaching of Dennis Allen. Because if you look at it, when you're looking at the tail of the tape, everything, all signs indicate. All signs indicate that this should be a blowout. You know, like if if it's not and you're keeping these guys in there, it will tell a lot about the, the advancement of uh, Dennis Allen as a coach. But we'll see. Is Jameis quarterback two in this game? Yes, he is. He's a, he's serving as an emergency quarterback. Uh, quarterback Jake Luton was uh, waived by the Saints. Uh, and Jameis Winston will be dressed, but he will be the emergency quarterback if something was to happen to Andy Dalton. Congratulations on reaching 9,000 subscribers, bro. I appreciate that. I don't know if I did or not yet. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I reached it. Okay, congratulations to us. We did it. <laughs> We're at 9,000 subscribers now, so thank you all so much for making us uh, conquer that feat. 
I don't know who uh number nine thousand was, but thank you. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals are the little brothers of the AFC North. Y'all gotta take this game seriously. I mean, I think everybody taking this game serious. I don't think nobody just saying, "Oh man, we playing the Bengals." Like this not like how it was a couple of years back, you know. You know, so I think everybody kind of taking this this game serious. Let's see. Stop with the call outs. Uh, we're all fans here. Uh, St. John Butler, TJ, the host, looks like it's back to 2021 Saints wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's go. Next man up. I'm thankful the show is still live. Amen. Let's see. Saints can't make mistakes like term. Nah, you can't. You cannot do that this game. If you do that this game, you're going to end up getting beat. Like, I, I just feel like you, you got to be able to play as close to mistake-free football as you can. Uh, good morning, Who That Nation. Hope our team have a safe and good game. TJ, thank you for all you do. Gail, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, the Saints got to play mistake-free football or close to it. What happened with Alave? They said he passed protocol. I wonder, did he have a setback? Kim, no, I don't think he had a setback, but if you look at some of these, uh, these new protocols that they're trying to implement, you look at uh, the optics of uh, Tua Valoa, you know, possibly getting injured on a Sunday, playing on a Thursday night on a short week, having temporary paralysis in front of an entire nation. And then the the following week, uh, you have Hines for the for the Indianapolis Colts. Like he he punched drunk on national TV. It's just it's just the optics of it all, man. It's the, the, te- the team as well as the NFL. They're not trying to put this dude out there on the field, and then he all of a sudden has a setback. And honestly, I agree with it. Look, I'm I love the Saints. I want to see the Saints win too. But at the same time, I feel like holding a guy like Chris Olave out to make sure he's all the way right, not just pressing him like, oh, you okay today? Are you okay today? Like, I, I'd rather you have this dude out and him being ready for maybe Thursday night or maybe even next week. I'm not mad at it. I'm I am not mad at it, man, because this dude is so special, he's so talented. Uh, you know, right now, if the season ended, he'll be the offensive rookie of the year. And he and he's really talented. And I don't want to see him like go out there, you know, take another shot. You know, the injury not really fully healed. It just healed to a point where you can pass protocol and he end up re-injuring himself and he's out even longer. So I'm not mad at it. Right. So he did practice. He had light practice. He was there. He did take part. But I, I can respect what the Saints are doing. And I think they're doing the right thing. Like, I'm not trying to see us risk a chance of losing Chris Olave for a game versus Cincinnati Bengals in week six. Like this dude is so special. You're going to need him down the line. If you're going to try to make a playoff run, if the saints find themselves in that situation, hopefully we run the ball and use Taysom well enough to set up the pass game. Well, I think a lot of people are going to be prepared for him. So hopefully they got some more tricks of the trade that's available. You know, they're going to be ready for that QB power. They're going to be ready for some of the things the saints can actually throw at them. So hopefully they can mix it up. That's why I said I feel like hopefully Pete Carmichael has burned the midnight oil to come up with different concepts in order for them to be able to be successful offensively today. Uh, you think that he makes a big impact today? Well, I hope so. You know, I, I hear about all the things he did and highlight tapes and all that, and that's cool. But we got to see this thing in real time. You know, hopefully the, the, the young man has a, a good run at it, but we'll see. You know, it seems like he's confident. Seems like, you know, he, he wants to play. Uh, you hear nothing but positive things about him. But, I mean, there's a difference between the college and the pros. So let's see what he can do. 
uh somebody named the last same been talking about re uh real bad i got him for you man I, I i'm telling you i appreciate this i really do but i don't care like i really i really do not care like i'm i'm that's not the way to do things that's that's just not the way to do it i, I get what he's saying but at the same time like it, it is it does not make any sense like saying anything like let them like let them talk i appreciate it but you know <laughs> uh let's see uh saints have uh two guys out why is paid turner hurt again i have not a clue uh i wouldn't be surprised if we see uh Taysom uh involved in a pass game uh to throw off uh would be interesting i still think our boys got a chance what are you doing i'm doing a show the show yeah daddy doing a show oh uh, yeah yeah, dad doing a show. All right. <laughs> okay, you spell show for me. S H O. Good job. All right. Rashid Shahid, if uh he has a uh a show out game, would he be the replacement for Deontay Hardy? I think that was the plan already. I just think the Saints were gonna hide him out. Uh they was gonna hide him out and then you know, once they decide to move on from Deontay Hardy, which clearly they were because they weren't going to pay him. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think that he was going to be the replacement. So I just think that this happened a little bit prematurely. I don't I don't think the Saints were going to let him play this season and they were just going to, you know, unleash him next year when Deontay Hardy decides to go somewhere else to maybe get a, a bigger role as a receiver. Let's see, Von Bell been playing like a all-pro safety. Von leading the league in interceptions uh i think he tied with marcus williams ironically <laughs> with interceptions i think they both have three interceptions and shout out to marcus williams you know he had a dislocated wrist if i'm not mistaken he's gonna be out for a couple of weeks so i, I wish that brother a speedy recovery I, I really do man shouts out to him um yeah but uh both of those guys are playing at a really high level ironically they both played for the saints at one time uh do the charges against kamara hurt his play he seems depressed this year <laughs> not last week he didn't <laughs> i don't think it's affecting him at all i just think that it had a lot to do with the offensive play schemes i think it had a lot to do with uh the way the saints were been uh utilizing him I, I really do so that's what i feel like uh was really affecting him so um let's see we stroll down it says uh we should not have uh let von bell go he was always around the ball yeah, but look, I, I can understand why the Saints let him go because Von Bell was kind of, I won't say he was bad because he wasn't, but he was more like just a guy, right? He was a, what they call a jag, right? He was just a, a guy. And then the final year of his contract, that's when he started to ball out. So I can understand the skepticism of the New Orleans Saints not wanting to sign him. Like, basically you know a lot of teams look at these guys who was in the last year of the contract and they playing all world they're like well you know what i'm saying you're just trying to get paid what's going to happen when you don't get paid so i can understand why um i can understand why they they did what they did i can understand it hey let me let me get that thank you buddy all right and your mama wants you <laughs> let's see uh von bell and trey hendrickson and eli apple 
yeah, former, yeah, former New Orleans Saint players, you know, is doing a pretty good job. Even like you may not like him, but even Eli Apple, you know what I'm saying? He's doing a pretty decent job. Let's see. Uh, I miss CJ. He's rolling. Um okay. <laughs> man, y'all y'all really adamant about this, man. Y'all really adamant about this. Like, mm. Let's see, uh, the peanut gallery uh, stayed with their jaws flapping. Uh, the play calling needs to be shaken up. Is Alante Taylor playing? Uh, no, nah, he's not. No, nah, he's not playing. The lights are going to start flickering soon. Uh, Kay Butler come back Thursday. Uh, Von Bell and Trey Henderson and Eli Apple already read that. Stroll down a little bit more. Uh, I use your mama want you all all the time. <laughs> screw Eli. Uh, I am going to the game. Uh, screw what he said. TJ, I still have the big toe song in my head. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that man. That was a uh, that just made me think about that song. Uh, what do you think about our safeties? Um, I think they talented, but I just think that they're not on the same page, and that that's not a surprise. It's not a surprise that they're on the same page isn't i mean they're not on the same page rather it's not a it's not a big surprise because they just got there and it's going to take some time for them to have chemistry but it's hard for you to have chemistry when guys are in and out of the lineup like one week a guy is here and then the next week he's not there and then you got to learn how to mesh with another guy that's in the starting rotation so it's tough so i don't expect uh for them to kind of be on the same page i think they're good enough i just think that sometimes you got to look at you know that they have not had time on task together as much uh do you think j-bull hurt his stock by playing hurt uh in a way yeah i do uh i just think that it, it made a lot of people reconsider it, uh, or revisit their thoughts about him even though you know it's probably unfair because he was hurt um i, I felt like maybe you should be like you know smart about it i understand that he wants to play in your competitor and i understand this is a competition especially the way that andy dalton was playing but you know I, I think that people don't care about that uh is may playing today uh yeah i'm pretty sure he is uh the whole team not on the same page is said how the saints been playing uh final prediction i see the saints putting up 130 plus rushing and getting a win 27 to 20 uh last saying who okay moving on uh, they got to play together more. Uh, need Traquan to make, uh, let me see, to make uh, some big catches and Troutman and, and Juwan Johnson. Yeah, everybody got to step up in this game. Everybody got to step up in this game. Is Jordan Howard playing or does he have to sit for a game or two? Well, he doesn't have to sit for a game or two if the Saints wanted to activate him. Uh, they, they, if they wanted to activate him, he can play. But I think he's more like, you know, a guy that they just wanted to have on the practice squad, kind of similar to that of Latavius Murray and activate him. Um, but we'll see. And also, don't put it past the New Orleans Saints if Mark Ingram has another lackluster performance that they don't end up, like, sitting Mark Ingram down somewhere, you know. Ingram might have a tough uh, – they might have a tough conversation coming real soon if Mark Ingram continues to go in the direction he's going in. What up, TJ? Also, I think if the season doesn't go well for uh, dinner salad, <laughs> I guess you mean Dennis Allen. <laughs> we need to change the culture since Drew Brees and uh, ain't here, 
and some uh let me see some players isn't here it's time to try i guess you mean sean payton uh isn't here it's time to try something new a new yeah i agree you know like maybe you need to change the culture i don't think you just need to totally blow it up um i don't feel that way but yeah i i look i'm not high on dennis allen at all like i understand they won last week but i don't feel like that exalts uh the ineptitude of this team over the last few weeks before they actually got this win against seattle so i'm still looking man and i'm still seeing some of the same situation the same issues so hopefully We'll see some of those things change. If not, then I'm going to continue to be skeptical about Dennis Allen. 23-17, the final uh, score for the Saints. TJ, thank you, bro, for being real on your show. I think the the Super Saint will be okay. Well, the Super Saints, yeah. I think they'll be – look, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a competitive game. Um, It's going to be tough for them. You know, like you got all those guys – that's limited and then some of the guys that are missing is going to open up opportunity for cincinnati to be able to do some things so but we'll see man we'll see end of the season give the enemy a call i mean we'll see you know like we'll we'll see how this season is going i don't want to just complete i don't want to just completely bury dennis allen but i am skeptical about him you know hopefully he can change my mind they changed the mind of who that nation, those that are skeptics as well. And TJ Jones, also, it was the Seattle Seahawks. Their defense is not good, but thank you for making these shows every week. We care about you. Keep up the good work and stay healthy. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, I understand that the Seattle Seahawks defense is trash. I think we all kind of in agreement with that, but um, that was one of those games where you can get right. You know, like you can you can get right when you're dealing with uh, – offensive uh, deficiencies you you can get right in games like that you can be able to convert and maybe build a little confidence and maybe put some things on tape that's that's successful that you can use down the line that can help you kind of spearhead a, a little bit of a run here but we'll see you know i mean the cincinnati Bengals defense is, is pretty good and their run defense is, is one of the top in the league so let's see what they do against a formidable opponent uh, do we know who's starting for Lattimore? I'm pretty sure it's going to be Bradley Robia. They probably just have Paulson Adebo slide him over from the two to the one and have Bradley Roby out there. I know Chris Harris, uh, he's also activated, so he'll be playing in this game a little bit more. So at least you have some, you have three veterans out there with, with Matthew, May, and Harris, you know, that can go out there. And you can also add Bradley Roby. So those guys have been in the big games. They, they've started in, you know, saying key moments. So, we're, you know it's good to have some veteran leadership out there uh this game is a good test for the whole team tj uh would you say this is a trap game for cincinnati um yeah i guess if you if you if you look at it a certain way yeah if you yeah, i mean look if you I, I always use that example if you go out to the park and you see you know a bunch of short guys out there and you about six foot six right and you just looking at, you know what I'm saying, looking at those guys like, man, this dude ain't going to be able to do nothing with me. You know, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, he out there, he on some uh, Damon Stoudemire, Allen Iverson type stuff, right? You should never want to underestimate your, your opponent. And I, but I just think that that's just normal. But it could be a trap game for them if they're they're looking past the Saints because you don't have Thomas uh, Landry or Lave out there. So, yeah, this could be a trap game for them. But I think the fact that they're two and three, and the fact that they're in the AFC North 
and you got some you know they're, they're trying to win that division i think they third in that division right now i think they realize there's no room for error so i, I think they're gonna you know be up for a game like this R rather we play good or bad <laughs> uh have the cognac ready <laughs> Let's see. I don't want to see Roby at cornerback number two. Well, guess what? You're going to see it. Uh, Troutman only have six catches. We need more from him. Well, I mean, he made some plays last game. It was good to see him involved. Roby needs an interception. Uh, look, if he can get an interception, fine. But can we can we get like some some steady play? Let, let's uh, let's make up for some of those big splash plays they, they gave up last week. Is Kamara playing? Yes, he is. Trap game. Now uh, they are desperate. I think it could be a trap game, though, if you underestimate if you underestimate a team. But yeah, I, I do agree. You know, like they they have the same record, so they don't have any room. Like if they came in and they were like uh, four and one or something like that, I can see it being a trap game more so. The Cincinnati Bengals are about let's see, run the ball, take control of the clock, keep our defense off the field, and take what Cincinnati gives you. Yeah, basically. Thank you for our. I think I already read this. Oh no, I didn't. Uh, what you do coming from a special needs kid like myself is twenty five, who's been special needs for a long time. Thank you for what you've done. Uh, with the show for with with the show for five years. Well, Ramsey, look, man. I look. I appreciate you, man, and um, that really do mean a lot to me. You know, it's the reason why I do this show to you know give people uh, a perspective. You know, from a real genuine, true. New Orleans Saint fan, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like I was born and raised in the city, um, and I love this football team, and I also love, you know, broadcasting. As y'all know, that's my job on a day to day, and you know, I just want to make sure I give people voices, you know, because I just feel like sometimes when people have like shows and they do different things, they don't even like put emphasis on uh, on people or even talk about questions or views that people have. They just four hours of them talking so i'm i'm you know i'm happy that you feel that way and i'm extremely humbled that uh that you said that man so thank you so much because uh you know sometimes you know <laughs> you know sometimes it, it, it's good to hear you know kind words and and stuff like that but you know i do this show because i love doing it and i love interacting with you all uh this game gives uh, other opportunities to play uh i hate the game on cbs yeah kind of figured that Cincinnati Bengals are uh taking this G uh game seriously well we'll see uh Saints 37 Bengals 10 my boy TJ uh man that's a that's a heck of a score I hope you're right though well cool uh sports thank you very much Trevor Penny needs to come back soon he should be back probably in the next uh three to four three weeks uh, real talk tj i'm glad i found you on youtube you're the best i tell my other friends about your channel much success to you in the future who that nation for life ryan thank you so much for that i, I appreciate that and thank you for the uh, word of mouth that, that goes a long way too man i say man I, that's what i do the show for you know i do the show for all the people that's in here all the all the outside stuff that you know and i appreciate it once again i appreciate y'all telling me but that stuff don't matter to me like man what matters to me is what y'all just seen walking to this room which y'all probably heard calling for him out of his room that's my family like i, I don't like all the rest of that stuff is irrelevant if y'all happy with the content it really don't matter uh you know any anything else but i appreciate y'all bringing it to me but 
once again it doesn't it it doesn't matter let's see uh born uh in the 318 raised in the 504 and the 95 i love my state who that baby yeah you know i was born born and raised right in the night ward man right down the street from florida avenue montague street Prier street you know we moved around a little bit feliciana you know saint Ferdinand. you know i was all over there so yeah definitely embedded in the culture bought his new orleans as a as a bus ticket <laughs> and a 10 cent transfer before they became 25 cent bought his new orleans as a huge big pie <laughs> and, and and getting a newspaper in front of st claude you know i mean on, on st claude in front of the uh mcdonald's that my grandmother used to do she used to drop us off at school and then used to have this guy which i don't know how in the world he got away with this so what y'all remember like those i'm gonna get back to the show but this just made me think about it y'all remember like those newspaper stands right you used to put like 50 cent in there you open it up and it was the trust system right you know like you only can grab one paper so this guy he would put like his 50 cents in there he would take all the papers out and stand on the corner on some extra extra read all about it ish you know <laughs> like, like he was standing on it like i didn't think about this as a kid i just used to think he was the paper man but the man was so disrespectful with it he stood in front of the newspaper stand he got all the papers out of and he would give people a paper and they would give him like you know what i'm saying a 50 cent and it would go in his pocket and i'm like how in the world do you get a how did you <laughs> get away with this because this dude was doing this for years for years man but that just made me think about that but i know some of y'all remember them newspaper stands man like they used to put the 50 cent in and you pull that level back and then the papers were like stacked on each other i'm like and i used to think to myself i'm like man people can actually steal these papers and sell them because they never, you know they didn't make like slots like you can pull down a slot and get a paper out but this man was stood on the corner for years this man stood on the corner for years selling papers right in front of the paper stand he took the, the papers out of and the police didn't say absolutely nothing to him at all some of y'all probably know this dude if, if you if you uh traveled down st claude your mom you know like he stood on the corner of st claude and franklin avenue right over there where the frankie and johnny furniture was you know like some on st claude street he was like right over there they have a mcdonald's that's directly across the street from that frankie and johnny's and he stood out there and and sold those papers and pocketed their own money and nobody said nothing to this dude at all it is amazing uh <laughs> yeah bro uh that only happens uh home tj you got me dying laughing. hey man i'm telling you like the dude with the news like dude with the newspaper man that, that, that was crazy i'm telling you some of y'all probably know what i'm talking about now that's a, <laughs> a true hustler uh my hand got caught one time never again i'm telling man this dude was out here for years for years for years and years like and i like he he was out there for i'm saying five years but it probably was longer than that because i can remember my grandmother sometimes like sometimes i would get sick right and i would have to stay with my grandmother because my mom is at work and my uncles they went to uh used to call peters okay and they changed the augustine some of y'all know what i'm talking about but it was uptown right by the courthouse and my grandmother would stop and get a newspaper i know i had to be like in maybe third or fourth grade and my when my grandmother started taking us to colton that was located on st claude street he was still out there ain't nobody say nothing to the dude man and if you if you have not realized man we reaching the point of the show where we starting to get to the end <laughs> uh yeah that dude was a hustler man that's so new orleans for you 
Uh, homie got me uh <laughs> sweating, bro. Uh, good morning, TJ. Let's uh go get this uh win three and three, no turnovers. Yes, please, pretty please. Uh, TJ, do you know a sweet shop uh lady, Miss Bips? Uh, she's my aunt and lo loved on Feliciana uh since forever. Uh, on the way to Carver, uh, we made that stop. I, I probably, I probably do. You know, I don't know. I don't remember that name in particular, but I probably, I'm pretty sure I probably went to that sweet shop if it was on Feliciana. You know, on Feliciana. I mean, yeah, I lived around or on Feliciana majority of my life. Like my grandparents, they had a house uh, on Prier Street, which is like not that far from like uh, Clewis Street for those that know the Night Ward. And Feliciana was like right around the corner. And then there was a brief time where we actually, my mom rented a house from a, a, a person and we stayed in and they were on Feliciana Street. So I'm pretty sure I probably passed through there. Uh, but one store we used to go to was called Gladys Store. And then I I remember when I coming home from elementary school, you stop at this lady named Miss Jessie. And her her house was like on Cluer Street. That's when I, that was during the time like where you can actually trust people, you know, like you go knock on their door. You ain't even worrying about them like slipping you nothing. Like, man, those, those were the days. You know, now you're like, you, man, you can't have no sweet shop. You'd be wondering, be skeptical about what a person trying to slip you or whatever. But yeah, those were the time right there and get a frozen cup too. Yeah, they even uh says uh cigarettes like <laughs> that no ID just pulled. Yeah, man, they, they didn't care back in those days, man. They didn't re they didn't really I don't know they didn't really like emphasize like certain rules like people knew but it it got to a point where I guess those individuals became staples like okay he's selling cigarettes uh he selling these newspaper nobody cares TJ is Paulson Adebo going to play in the game uh he was limited in practice all week uh, I'm pretty sure he will uh I seen people do that TJ uh, is Chris Harris Jr. playing today? Yes, he is. Especially the Sunday newspapers. All right. Uh, I'm going to take one more and then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, folks. He says, man, I don't care how uh, they get it done. We just need a W. Uh, just don't want to lose any more players uh, in the process. Yeah. You know, let's just try to get it done. I don't care how they get it done at this particular point. You, you think about style and finesse maybe when some of your stars come back. Uh, but I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast pregame show. Uh, much love to everybody here. Thank you so much for allowing uh, State of the Saints podcast to get to 9,000 subscribers. I really do appreciate that. Uh, be sure to check us out uh, on social media, facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And you can follow me on Twitter at TJAYJones8. Once again, uh, we'll not be having a halftime show today because we're on our way to uh, bring Paxton uh, to the pumpkin patch. So won't have a halftime show, but we will be back for the postgame show. Win, lose, or draw right here on the State of the Saints podcast. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>